Hi, this is Emily. This is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mood. Whoopsie. <laughs> Bitch the pot, the tea is hot. Hot. (laughs) The focus of this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the people and events mentioned in this episode are real due to the nature of historical storytelling, we cannot confirm the authenticity of specific details. That being said, please don't quote us in your history essay. Just enjoy the gossip for what it is. Gossip. 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 Mm-hmm. How do you say no, gossip I'm, in Hawaiian? I'm, I don't know. Oh, yeah, so true. <laughs> so true, honey. I know. I, I feel like I need to just sing everything now. This I episode. love that. Yeah, I, I started a theme. You're very sing-songy, and I <laughs> think I know why. It's because we are in our brand new studio. So beautiful. We have gone pro. Yep. We're, we're official now. Yep. Officially um, official. Our mics are still sitting on our stacks of books, but you know what? We're going to get there one step at a time. One step at a mm-hmm. time. I'm proud of this step. <laughs> this, I'm the most proud of this step. Yep, yep, yep. No, yeah. I'm the most proud that we started this. <laughs> yeah, the most proud the step. The most important yeah. step, debatably. <laughs> yes. Um, but with the new chair that I am currently sitting in, it makes a lot of farting noises. So if anyone hears a fart noise in the background, I swear to God, it's not me. Oh, man, yeah, Maybe I it is. That. I don't know. But it's a great way to disguise the noises. But hey, listen, we have the studio, okay? Yeah. Um, we can fart in it if we so please. Yes. <laughs> it's our studio. And we have another announcement. Yes. Okay. So we've been technically our plan was um, every other week posting an episode. Yep. yep. Um, We kind of tended to do more once a week, but Mm -hmm. now it is officially official official that we are going to have an episode out every week. Yep. And I so Wednesdays, Wednesdays the day. Wednesdays Look out the for day. Wednesdays from here on out. Yep. Nice we, little hump day mead for you. Yep. And then if we have a part two episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that will either be out on the same day, so on Wednesday as well, mm-hmm. or on the Friday directly afterwards. So yep. you'll never have to wait too long no. for a part two or Yep. Yep. That is right. All right. Because we love you. Yep. And with that, we're gonna launch right in here because today's a long one. You better start. Um this is a special one to me because I grew up in Hawaii. Yeah. And so, and this was a suggestion. It was suggested by my husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was okay, like, cool. what about this? I don't know anything. I'm like, yeah, people do sleep on Hawaiian history a lot. Let's go. Yeah. Um, that being said, if you have suggested anything, we have a list. It's coming. We're Please. going through yeah. it. We did mm-hmm. not forget you. We kind of, you know, we're trying to like mix up time periods and things like that. So it's coming. Keep them coming. We so appreciate it. Yes. My um, next week is a listener submission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's okay. very good. Um, but yes. Yeah, so um, that being said, I have like the most respect for the Hawaiian people and the culture and the land. Yeah. The Aina, you know. Um, <laughs> but I do want to do a quick shout out because uh, one of the sources I used for this was a four part YouTube series cool. done by a native Hawaiian artist. Oh, I love um, that. Yes, his name is Brooke Kapu Kuniahi Parker. And he, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and he is related to a lot of these chiefs and things like that. <sighs> he can like trace his line directly back, which a lot of Native Hawaiians can. That's incredible. I'm so jealous. Like mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Um, so he has little tidbits that you're not going to find in history books and things like that because Love they were that. passed down through family. So when we get to those, I'll definitely let you know that this is coming from him. But if you hear this and want to learn more, I will link uh, his first video. Again, it's a four part. It's very easy after you find the first one. Yeah, to find the rest of them. Um, And yeah, because he goes like all of the side people we're just going to kind of gloss over. He goes into so much detail. And listening to a native Hawaiian tell you Hawaiian history is just... There's nothing better than that. Oh, man. No, the passion behind it. And again, you get these stories passed down, the pronunciation, all of that. Um... Before I dive in here, I am going to put another disclaimer out there because I really want to do Hawaii proud here. Um, He's called King Kamehameha the Great, but not every Hawaiian is necessarily going to love him. Um, Again, it kind of depends on who your family is, you know? Okay. Um, Yeah. You know, if he kind of fucked over your family. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, oh man, if I could trace my family like that, watch me hold a 300 year grudge. 100%. I'm here for that. Not very grudgy. I'm super grudgy. Mm -hmm. I'm a Pisces with a Capricorn grudge. Like, Mm -hmm. you do it one time and you're done forever. Fair enough. But, um, so not every Hawaiian is gonna let there's plenty out there that don't celebrate Kamehameha Day that is their right oh. and choice to do it and again yeah, I support the it grudge. I, love I support it. the the supporters yeah and, and I support the non-supporters yes this is this is gonna be pro Kamehameha because I think he's awesome okay cool yes and I, he was a great king you know he's the one who united the kingdom of Hawaii it's a big deal Ooh. so yeah so this is I'm not gonna give you anymore I have on my notes here I have this whole little snippet like he's great because this and I'm like no I'm you're gonna wait for it you yeah. don't know like yes he united the kingdom of Hawaii that's all that's all I'm giving you oh, okay so okay. the drama started from the absolute very beginning so Hawaiian legend prophesized that, quote, a light in the sky with feathers like a bird would signal the birth of a great chief. <laughs> so the year of his birth is disputed. And a lot of, uh, with Hawaiian history, again, there's different versions of things because mm-hmm. of the way it's passed down. Um, but most researchers believe that he was born in 1758 when Halley's Comet passed over the Hawaiian <gasps> Islands. Yeah. And this date makes sense, too, because that would have made him about 60, 61 when he died. And looking at the other life expectancies back there, that seemed that checks out. Oh, okay. Um, So he was born at Kokoiki in North Koholo on the big island of Hawaii. Um, Who his father is is also disputed, but it's between two different men. And he's definitely descended from the chiefs of Maui and Hawaii. Also... Keep in mind that the Hawaiian Islands are not united right now. So when I say Hawaii, I am only talking about the, the big, big island. island. Yes. Okay. Um, so anyways, because he's descended from those chiefs, there's drama from day one because Hawaii and Maui are mm, at each other. Mm. So there was that. And also the fact that prophecies before his birth said that he was going to be a usurper and a slayer of chiefs. Oh, shit. So there's like a lot going on here. Oh, man. So he was born on a super stormy night. And of course he was. Yeah. And warriors were sent to wait outside and destroy the baby <gasps> after he was born because he's going to be a slayer of chiefs. And the chiefs are like, fuck that. So oh his mother God. is in. Yeah. 
laboring with him. They are waiting outside for her, but she had another plan. So after he was born, his uncle Naole took him out of the back of the house and just ran with yes. him. Get and the fuck out of here. Yeah, so oh my all God. the warriors are waiting out there. They're like, okay, this is taking way too long. So they break in and the mom's like, what, baby? Uh, like, no one else could see that. I just did like a double middle finger up in the air. Um, and so they couldn't track him because the weather was so bad. Mm-hmm. So he made it out oh. with this baby. And so he was... Did they hurt the mom? I'm sorry. I have to know. I don't mom. think that... I okay. didn't see anything about that. We're going to say no. We're going to pretend no. Yeah. yeah they were just like... <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Like, uh, you outsmarted us. <laughs> Shoot. You got us this time. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Okay, I'm not yeah. sure. Yep. Um, so he was hidden away from all of the warring clans in the YPO Valley. So he was raised there in total seclusion. Uh, his name Kamehameha means the lonely one. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, How heartbreaking. After about five or six years, the chief and also chief king Ali'i. Mm-hmm. Ah, they're all kind of leaders here. Each island has a king. And okay. it's a little confusing because in all the sources, they call him king, they call him chief. It, you know, so mm-hmm. the leader, um, he is the king of Hawaii, technically, but he promises safety if he just returns. Okay. And so, and so he does. So the ruling chief king of mm-hmm. Hawaii's name is Kalaniopu'u, and he adopts Kamehameha, essentially. Oh. So he also assigns this great, the best of the best warrior teacher to Ooh. him to like train him. Is why is this not a movie? No, like no. already. Oh, just wait. Dude, this is, this is insane. Very like um, Wonder Woman, Hercules vibes. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. The, this whole thing is it's crazy, like wild. Yeah. Okay. People sleep on Hawaiian history. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. So not only is this teacher teaching him how to fight, but he's also teaching him agriculture, aquaculture, astrology, oh, like he's just a smarty pants. Yeah, things that the son of a king should know. Good. Um also, as if there's not enough prophetic things going on here, um, in his younger years, the Naha Stone happens. So What the Naha Stone is, is this huge flat stone used by the Naha people, the Naha clan, Mm -hmm. to prove the legitimacy of a bloodline. Because like we heard with Kamehameha, his father was kind of disputed. That's an ongoing theme here. Okay. Yeah, there's other chiefs um, mentioned where they're like, oh, yeah, the one with two fathers. Like, it it happens a lot. Okay. So the Naha would take a newborn baby and place them on top of this stone. And if they were calm and quiet, then they were Naha. But if they cried out, then they weren't. The baby was cast out. And so... I feel like babies just, just cry. Yeah. Just, just for no fucking reason all I the time. Mean, I mean, I know. They're, Naha existed, so I, I guess they were good babies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this feels like a good way to just get rid of all the quality babies there. Right? God. Oh, man. Um. So that's what the Naha stone was used for. But the legend said that if someone was able to move the stone, they would be given power to rule over all of the islands. So... Q Kamehameha, who not only moves it, he completely flips it over. Oh, this stone shit. is 5,000 pounds. Holy fucking and shit. And it still exists today. What? It is literally sitting outside <gasps> the Hilo Public Library, just <gasps> sitting there. Yeah. And so <gasps> you can literally see it. This thing is massive. Where I'm posting so many pictures oh my of God, this episode. So yep. that, mm-hmm. that will be on it. So 
he's he's done that all these prophecies behind him and meanwhile the big island of maui are just battling each other and so he's kind of he's a warrior he's earning his battle stripes through all of this yeah um so to give you an idea of how fierce him and all all of them are really uh we're gonna take a quick look on like just what hawaiian warfare looked like like what he was doing yeah so the hawaiian elite warriors were called the koa and so Kamehameha was trained as a Koa warrior. He was seven feet tall, over 300 pounds, and just a mammoth of a human Holy being. Shit. Yeah. Um, so the core, he was trained with um, weapons like knives lined with shark's teeth and like daggers and clubs Ew. made out of hardwood and all of that. Um, but the Koa warriors didn't need that. They could just kill you with their hands. Like they're, <laughs> they are terrifying. And I mean, all of them are. Like that's why, like, UH you know university of hawaii like they're the warriors like it's intimidating (laughs) like both sides are going to be intimidating Mm -hmm. um they don't have any shields any armor they are just out there like going at it Mm -hmm. um was so good at this an observer said that they once saw six spears being thrown at him at pretty much the same time in training this is just training this isn't war yeah um he caught three of them in one hand he parried two others out of the way, and the last one he just like nimbly dodged all mm-hmm. seven feet of them. Yeah. For someone seven feet tall, 300 pounds yeah. to be nimble? Yeah. Like, oh my God. He caught three spears hurling at him in one hand. How is this not a movie? I know. What in the world? Um, so, what their battles kind of looked like. So, so you're going to have a priest out there with you, right? You're going to have your Good. priest, your little shaman yeah. type guy, reminding you that the gods are on your side. You've got mm-hmm. this. And then the first thing that would happen before any battle took place, any blood was shed, is two champions from both sides step forward and yell taunts at each other. And like... I love that yeah. so much. And it's not like, oh, you fucking want some of it? You know, like, I picture like like a haka, yeah. you know? Like, oh, these people yeah. out there like, oh man, if if anyone listening is unfamiliar with a haka, look it up. It's, it's native to New Zealand. Yes. Um, but why UH does it before games and stuff, it's, you know, a lot of islanders do. Mm-hmm. And oh man, they're like stomping so in rhythm powerful. and like beating their chest and, and like hissing. Yeah, their and, facial like, expressions oh, it's, it's so are intense, like, like haunting. I, oh my God. Like it's not part of my culture. I am tragically white, mm-hmm. but I will watch a hawk and want to send someone's fucking head through a wall. Yeah. Like it just pumps you up. It empowers just oh, everyone who hears that's it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm picturing. These yeah. guys are out there doing. Oh, I'm imagining like the hey Tony, what's your name? <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck Fuck you Tony. Tony. <laughs> oh my god. That's what I was and then they just break into this god. brutal bloodbath. Yeah, and then they just try to kill each other. Oh my god, I love that. Oh uh, well, whatever it was, that's how it all started. Um, so they fought in what was called a lima. It's a unit of five, and then these limas fought alongside of seven other limas. Then you form a company of forty, and the front lines consist of men holding these twenty foot long pikes and then behind them is everyone with their clubs and knives and they all you just walk towards each other and go i can't imagine it terrifying it's Mm -hmm. terrifying but this is what he's out there doing and again let me stress kamehameha is so good at this he becomes a known warrior um he when 
other Koa warriors kind of start to retreat or back off, he doesn't. He keeps plowing through. Like, everyone is impressed by this. They're starting to notice. Um, It's said that he earned a nickname, Paia, which means hard shell crab. Some places say that that was his given birth name. Huh. But other places say that he earned it in battle because, like, spears and stones being slung at him just seemed to bounce off of him. You oh know, I kind of... Oh, my God. I like that one better. Yeah, no, we're gonna go I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he is this fierce, crazy warrior. But how he is, he, he has this kind of quiet, brooding manner, mm. you know. But mm-hmm. he has this unwavering faith in the gods and himself. He believes the prophecies. He thinks he's the chosen one. Like, oh, he, yeah. he believes in Love himself. Love confidence. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. So, Captain James Cook was the first European to make formal contact with the islands. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, w- it went well. Oh, so. Uh, Usually that doesn't go well. <laughs> I know, yeah. Usually you hear, oh, the colonizers oh, have God, come, and, and you start shaking in your boots. No, seriously. <laughs> it's not good. Um, so, Kalani Apu'u. Um, the king and Kamehameha and you know all everyone they took with them sailed out to cook ships on these huge double hulled canoes you know think Moana that kind of thing okay yeah um and then when they got out there uh Kamehameha and Kalani Apu'u were both invited aboard the HMS Discovery and Kamehameha was so intrigued he ends up spending the night on this ship learning all of this stuff he wants to know all about the weapons the gunpowder things like that he's Mm -hmm. a warrior he's into it yeah so right there he's already starting to like trade and barter for weapons and stuff like good for him he's starting the whole process he's a man of industry here oh yeah Mm -hmm. um onlookers that day who were on the ship described him as being young with a fierce face very curious touching everything very observant like this big old (gasps) seven foot man walked around like what's this oh my gosh you know um cook also commented in his journal about how good-natured and friendly the hawaiian people were Mm. so it went well um good okay that's just so so rare to hear i love it um i mean you know cook would later be killed by the hawaiians um yeah it was it's a long it's a long story um but it's one of those things where people said that if he knew how to swim, he would have made it. It's like you're the captain of a ship uh, and you can't swim. I uh, I don't know, man. I ten out of ten would not recommend that, that. Just really seems, and that comes up a, a couple times with like Western ships. It's like and they drown because they couldn't swim, and it's like I. It just seems like the absolute bare minimum requirement. Yeah. To work that on a ship. That should be the first thing on the job application. Yeah. Hi, can you swim yeah. on this ship yeah. where you'll be surrounded by water? Yeah. Just so you know, yeah. there's going to be a little bit of water. It's uh, included in this job. It's just a so, bit. so bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, so put a pin in this whole first meeting. Captain Cook, Kalani mm-hmm. Apu'u, Kamehameha. Put a pin in that at the very, very, very end. I'm going to tell you this heart warmer that you're going to love. Um, but we've got a very, very long ways to go. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, 1781, the king of Hawaii is dying now. So, he makes his son the new ali'i over three districts of the big island. And the last district he leaves to his favorite nephew, Kamehameha. Ooh. Um, he, yeah, you would have to see how this land is distributed. So it's not like Kamehameha's 
portion is like over off to the side or it's like up center right down the middle oh like yeah oh, okay um, very it, important piece yes and not dividing the whole island just a little chunk that like towards goes the top, right down yeah top center center got yeah. it okay um but um he also left kamehameha the guardianship over the war god ku which is a super prestigious like okay. title yeah um he was the best warrior so why yeah. not give him guardianship over the over the god of war so kamehameha and his cousin who is now the new elite right were bitter rivals so this whole thing is just setting them oh, up for no. war yeah. like when has a power sharing thing like this ever gone well Never. and they already don't like each other Uh-oh. and it doesn't help that kamehameha has all these prophecies backing him he mm-hmm. turned over the naha stone and to make all of it worse he was also said to be a person of great mana now mana is hard to explain okay. but it's pretty much the spiritual life force of hawaiians so yes it's extremely powerful in hawaiian culture and a person with great mana was not only proficient in physical abilities but also spiritual uh they had a lot of power and charisma uh they were a warrior and a natural leader but they were also wise and intellectual you know like you're kind of getting it yes yeah (laughs) pretty much so the more mana the more perfect you are you can kind of see from what we know about kamehameha now it's like yeah he's this intense warrior but these people on the ship were like no yeah he was so curious and he's he's not just like a barbarian you know like a tank running through or Mm -hmm. anything Um, yeah all muscle and no brain is the opposite yeah Yeah. or not even the opposite it was all of everything yes all of everything all of it Mm -hmm. and you could also gain mana from defeating and sacrificing your enemies thereby collecting their power oh my gosh yeah so he's also got this going on so people are very obviously threatened um and the king just really fucked him over because i mean the the land distribution doesn't make sense it's two men of completely unequal rank but the biggest issue Mm -hmm. was there was a younger son that just got skipped altogether oh shit yeah he got nothing and that pissed him off that pissed both of the brothers off actually and so i kind of get it yeah (laughs) this so this right here is a great example if you're a descendant of one of these brothers you're probably gonna be a little upset right like this is in no this makes i don't know anyone personally that's upset over this particular situation but this is just a good example of something that you know you might hold on to why there might be some discord over yes whether you like him or not yes yes um so anyways the the younger brother is going to go kill some of Kamehameha's men because he's mad. And, you Bad know, idea. boys will be boys. Yeah. So Kamehameha retaliates by making this huge statement. He goes and he conducts this secret ritual that only kings are allowed to perform. So oh. he's starting right now. Like, hey, I turned over the Naha Stone. I'm I'm uniting these islands. I'm going to do a king ritual right Overthrow. now. Overthrow. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So all of the other elite, other than these brothers, kind of start flocking to Kamehameha, <gasps> right? Like they're not stupid. Yeah. Like everything's lining up. Uh-huh. So, uh, long story short, for the sake of time, the oldest brother ends up dead on the battlefield, throat slipped, shark tooth da- dagger. Oldest one's gone. Oh um, shit! Again. In these um, videos by um, Brooke. I'm going to call him Uncle Brooke. (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't know this man, but in Hawaii, that's just what you call people. Like when you go to your friend's house, it's not like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's like Auntie Julie, Uncle Derek. It's just what I you call love people. That. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to mispronounce his name and I don't want to keep flipping back pages. We're going to call him Uncle Brooke. Yep. Um, Here for it. He goes into all of the detail on how this guy died and it's so much. I wish I had the time. Oh, man. But he's dead. Mm-hmm. So Kamehameha pretty much has control over the half of the island now. Yeah. And he just declares himself king. I'm king of uh, Hawaii yeah. now. He marries his dead rival's daughter, makes it official. Oh, my. And what? now he's King Kamehameha. All right. So, as we can imagine, the family of, you know, the dead king Mm -hmm. um, are pissed. They start this huge conflict with Kamehameha for revenge. Uh, Vengeance is an ongoing theme (laughs) in in all of this. Yeah. Um, And Kamehameha loses battle after battle to them. Like, he's losing. And at that point, a lot of people might be like, oh, man, like, maybe it's not me. Maybe I, it's mm-hmm. not the prophecy. I'm a fucking quitter. So it, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, whoops. Sorry, everyone. Please, <laughs> please forget you heard any of this. I'm going to go back to my valley. And yeah. like just, but no, Kamehameha just saw it as like a scientific problem. Like he, he just had to figure it out. So after every battle, he would retreat mm-hmm. to reassess like all of the lost battles. He would retrain and refine his army and come back a little better every time. Like it's very intelligent. I love that. Yeah, I love the persistence. Well, is I love like I don't know. I've heard so many times before that the most intelligent people are the ones who are curious, who never act like they know everything, are willing to correct their mistakes. Right. So oh, he's yeah. got all those things going on. Oh, one hundred percent. He wants. He's always willing to learn more. He's never going to assume he knows everything. Mm-hmm. And if he sees a mistake that he's made, he's going to correct it he's and move forward and try to come back better. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and I mean, like realistically, if he's going to be the one to unite the islands, I mean, he has to defeat kings of Maui, Oahu, Kauai. Like these these smaller battles, I mean, he shouldn't be losing these. I mean, this isn't, he's really got to oh, yeah. push past this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like for the power of ruling everything, you know? Again, as we just said, he was an intellectual and he saw that his people needed help because you were right, Emily, when I said Captain Cook came and you were like, uh-oh, yep, he brought a whole bunch of disease. Okay, the, yeah, because yeah. I was like, even if, like, the dude himself is nice, yeah. there is still the a initial, bunch of diseases that they have not been exposed to. Yes, yeah, that initial Ugh. meeting went well, but, eh, like, that's... Welcome. I would not like your tuberculosis. Yeah, But yep. I would like your gunpowder. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean... Yeah, Captain Cook came. He wasn't going to be the last one. Like, more mm-hmm. foreigners were going to come. And Kamehameha was all about that. He so welcomed oh. them. He had the best time, you know, like, on that ship. He wanted to learn more. He welcomed them with open arms. But he wasn't an idiot and knows that, like, that brings danger as well. Um, and the only hope that Hawaii had you know, to not be overrun by all these people coming in is they had to unite. Like, it can't be all these small islands warring with each other. And now everyone, like, no, everyone had to be on the same page. It was their only shot. Yeah. And he knew that. So, eventually, an American trading ship comes along called the Eleonora. Cute. Yeah. Um, it lands on the big island of Hawaii. 
um, doesn't go that great. So the oh. Hawaiians had killed a night watchman and stolen a smaller ship. So not the Eleanor, but they stole one of the smaller ships. Okay. And they were pretty flabbergasted when the uh, Eleonora was like, hey, annoying, but like fucking we came all the way here. Keep in mind that Hawaii is like 2,000 miles away from any landmass, you know? It's out in the middle of nowhere. This is a long ass trip. Yeah, so like, (laughs) what we can do? Okay, like we're here to trade, so let's fucking do it, I guess. And Mm -hmm. the Hawaiians are like, okay. So hundreds of men, women, and children board these canoes to go out to meet them at their ship to trade. That's how it was done. Mm-hmm. And as they get close, mm-hmm. the Eleonora opens fire. <laughs> they are shooting cannons full of nails, broken <gasps> glass, shrapnel, and it's literally ripping these unarmed, completely unarmed men, women, and children to shreds, ripping them apart. And then the Eleonora leaves. It leaves. Blows them apart. Leaves. Um, I rescind my cute statement. <laughs> Just the name of the ship was cute. It was cute. Oh. Um, and all of this hubbub a man named Jong Young was captured. Okay. He's there. They've got him. So a few weeks later, here comes the sister ship, Fair American, just comes sailing up. Um, Is it fair, though? Is it? <laughs> a fair American? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last one wasn't. Um, again, I mentioned vengeance. The locals are pissed. Yeah. yeah and uh-huh. so they go out there like they're going to trade with them, get on the vessel and just start slaying these people okay um except for one isaac davis they spared him because he fought so well they were impressed so now they have a john young and an isaac davis kamehameha is so fucking pissed off to hear that they did this like revenge fine whatever but he Mm -hmm. wants to keep good rapport with trade ships like we can't go out killing these people like then no one's gonna come and trade with us we couldn't kill the night watchmen what they did was bad but we can't so he literally grounds everybody he's like you're all fucking grounded no one's going out (laughs) no one's coming in you're done right (gasps) oh shit (laughs) and he puts isaac davis and john young under royal protection and invites them to court so Davis and Young were from towns 120 miles away from each other. And some sources say that they knew each other. Some said they didn't. So either way, they were either sitting there in captivity, either catching up or meeting each other or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that they're sitting there wondering, like, how hard they're going to die, you know? Like, yeah. oh, my God, are they going to, like, sacrifice us? Like, is it going to be quick? Like, what, what does this mean? They get brought before just this huge, intimidating king, and he gives them a choice. They can die, which we all saw that coming. Yeah. Or they could become members of his court. He would give them wives, land, wealth. He would raise them to an elite status and adopt them as his family. Hard choice. Yeah. All he wanted in return, (laughs) he just wanted help with Western warfare. That's it. He just wanted to know how it worked, wanted their knowledge. And they're like, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a hard choice to make. These two become key players in trade. They're military advisors. They're out there drilling his army. Um, They teach him how to sail the Fair American because he has that ship now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a whole ass ship here now. They teach him how to sail it. He attaches guns to his war canoes. Like, (laughs) yeah, he's on his way. Yeah. Um, And he sincerely loves these two men, Isaac Davis Mm -hmm. and John Young. 
Um, this is our first story passed down by Uncle Brooks' family here, and it's a little side story about about these two. So Isaac Davis and John Young tried to escape. Oh, and why? I I, would, I honestly I would have been like, this is my life now. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were stopped by Kayana, which is. Kamehameha is one of his best warriors. Uh, so oh. he brings them back and he's like, oh, King, I'm here. They are stupid Howleys. I'm sorry you trusted them. Like, I'll take him out back, kill him right now. You don't even have to worry about it. Like, the, I'm sorry this happened. And Kamehameha is like, OK, thank you. You know, Kayana, this was great. Um, You've done enough. I'll take it from here. Yeah. And he just looks at them and asks why like just heartbroken he's like i love you guys i gave you everything like i thought i thought we were fine like why would you why would you do this and they said because they were afraid for their lives and he's like what do you what do you mean like other people are people threatening you like what do you mean and they're like no we're afraid of you like you get so drunk you beat your (gasps) wives you beat your kids you beat us we're afraid that you're a huge man you're gonna take it too far we're afraid you're gonna kill us kamehameha was wrecked by this wrecked by this i mean if he's beaten everyone good good he should be Uh uh-huh and from that day forward it said that he never took it too far (sighs) ever again like he would have like little sips here and there but he never did that again because oh, God. he he hurt them and he like couldn't okay. handle it. Yeah. yeah. Like this I, is well, thank God someone Yeah. Put him yeah. in his it place took with those that. two, you know? And like yeah. and also like they people he respected. Yes. And he I mean they had a good enough relationship where they could tell him that too, you know? And mm-hmm. so he never never took it too far oh, again. Good. Okay. Says a lot about the person he is. Mm-hmm. Um so does this next story. This is one of the most well-known Kamehameha stories here. Um, so let's go back a little bit before he was king. He was still a Koa warrior. He had a little bit of a bad day of battling, you know, can't win them all. Um, and in fact, he lost a lot of them in the beginning there. So he was fed up and he's walking along. He's got to take that aggression out. He sees these fishermen just mm-hmm. fishing, minding their business. And he's like, fuck it, I'm mad. So he starts running to attack these people. Oh. And his foot gets stuck in a rock. Like, so stuck. Like, he cannot get his foot out of the rock. And so the fishermen are like, fuck, 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 here's our <sighs> chance. And they run over there and they hit him over the head with the paddle so hard that it breaks the paddle. And like, these paddles get canoes through oceans you know like these are huge paddles and they just leave them there to die right so 10 years later he's king now and he wants these people found and brought before him and so they do again oh my god how hard are we gonna die touching an elite touching them means death like they beat him over the head and left him for dead like oh my god how hard are we gonna die yeah they get in front of him Kamehameha apologizes. He apologized to them. Yeah. Um, and said that he was wrong for attacking them. Good. And they were right for defending themselves. Yes, absolutely. And then he enacted what is called the Law of the Splintered Paddle. And oh. that states that all people, young and old, should be able to lie by the roadside in safety without any fear of violence or harm coming to them. Right. Like, you should be able to just lay down and sleep wherever you yeah. want and not worry about people coming to attack you, uh-huh. you know? 
Um, yeah, you should have that right. Yeah. He's he's a man who learns from his mistakes. He does. Um, it's, <laughs> it's okay. So the law was punishable by by death. So it's a little, you know. <laughs> okay. But still, sure, I yeah. mean, like if you're going to attack innocent people, we can't have that. I guess we're a team. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Different times. Yes. Um, but the law of the Spencer Paddle is considered one of the oldest human rights laws today. Wow. And it is still in the Hawaii State Constitution. Love that. Yep. Um, but again, it says a lot about his character. And also, he's sick of this. He doesn't want war, civil war. Mm-hmm. He can't have it. He's trying to unite all the islands here. Um, and again, he's got several islands to go. So he kind of sees his chance because the king of Maui, he hears, has left to go conquer Oahu. So the king of Maui is over there. He moves his whole court over there to kind of oversee his prize and all of that. And he leaves his son, Kalani Kapule, in -hmm. charge of Maui while he's gone. Now... Kalani Kapule is not the warrior like his father is, and Kamehameha knows that. And he's like, here we go. It's time. We're going to go take Maui right now. Mm -hmm. This is our chance. So he gets his war canoes. Uh, 800 is a number I found. Oh, shit. Um, Again, we're not going to know for sure, but a shit ton. (laughs) Um, And he's sailing over there. And when they arrive on the beach, he has everyone take all the canoes apart. He's like, we're not retreating. We're not going back. We're doing oh, this. Oh, man. And he says his famous words, which, and I, I thought about attempting it in Hawaiian, and I'm like, I'm not going to. I can't, I can't do that. But I, again, <laughs> implore everyone <laughs> to watch the video that I'm going uh-huh. to link because he says it, and it's beautiful. But um, he says the famous words, forward, my young brothers, and drink the bitter waters. There's no turning back. Like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. So they get on the beach, and there's little resistance on the beach. They're pretty surprised. Um, he killed a general in single combat. Like, it was like, hmm, okay. That's suspiciously easy. Yeah. Well, that's because the Maui guys had all their forces set up in the Iao Valley. Okay. Okay. Maui was the island that I was raised on. And let me tell you, the Iao Valley is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I'll post pictures. Um, yep. It's just beautiful. They were all kind of hold up in there, mm-hmm. but uh, Kalani Kapule had an escape route just in case it went badly. Okay. He had an escape route out the back. He could get to Oahu, which is ultimately what ends up happening because Kamehameha uses his cannons. This is the oh, first time yeah. <laughs> it is reported that he does that. However, it's after, get this, God, this is one of those things where like so many times all throughout any history, you read sentences like this and just breeze past it. But he he brought the cannons after three days of battle, but like three days, days. of battle in this. Like, again, you kind of you read that in a history book. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah three days. but yeah. like, no, the reality of three days, like literally how do you have like this is a serious question. Do you is it like a tag in tag out system? Yeah. Like, how are you sleeping? Like, how do you, is it just kind of like, because there's rules to war, which is so weird. Like, do you just kind of leave the resting people alone? And like, I have no clue. Three days? That's insane. And like, I always think of the king, isn't that? Yes. Yes. With Timothy Chalamet. Mm. And like that there's so many movies with battles where it like kind of romanticizes it yes very and choreographed that movie, yeah that movie shows how 
What a fucking clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. Any battle is going to be. The armor with- is clunky. You can't move in it. Mm-hmm. You trip. You can't get up. Yeah. yeah. So I can't imagine what this was like either. Yeah. And they've got cannons coming in after three days. And yeah. like, are yeah, are they sleeping? Are they eating? It's crazy. Do you just like... Take a shit as you're fighting? Like, what's happening? I have no clue. How does this happen? I don't know. That that is, like, one of history's greatest mysteries to me. Like, Mm -hmm. how how do you do this? Um, But the the bodies built up so badly from this massacre that it completely blocked the stream that flowed through (gasps) this whole valley. And it became known as the Battle of the Damned Waters. Because it was How just a bloodbath. Wow. Um, so as I mentioned, Kalani Kapule retreats to uh, Oahu. Uh-huh. Um, Kamehameha knows he's going to be back. He's going to bring daddy and all his forces. <laughs> and he's going to be here waiting. Yeah. And he needs to wait because his forces are a little depleted. It's been three days, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's hurting, too. <sighs> Meanwhile, back on Hawaii... Remember that cousin, <laughs> the younger son that was skipped? Oh my God. There's so many aspects of this story yeah. where I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that. Yes. <laughs> so, and I, I had to make some decisions here for the sake of storytelling because uh, you'll notice that I say the cousins, the brothers, uh, most of these names start with a KA consonant. They are about mm-hmm. the same length. If you don't hear Hawaiian all the time, it's so easy to get lost. Okay, yeah. Um, Just like, like with European history, we have a really hard time with like all the Edwards and all the, yes. like there's so many repetitions I mean, of names. Even so. right now, the first king was Kalani Opu'u. Now we have Kalani, but you know, like Kalani yes. Kapule, like they're very yep. similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't leave out names because they're not important. All of these people are impressive but and amazing. But just for simplicity's sake. Yes, for the yeah. sake of story. I've learned all of this before in Hawaiian history. And when I was refreshing on it, I was like, oh, God, wait. Wait, who, who? was that? Yeah. Yeah, I had to keep going back. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't. I knew that with European history. Yeah. I'm like, wait, which which Edward? Which Henry? Yeah, which, God. Yeah. And then what country? Edward oh, yeah. in what country? You know, uh-huh. yeah, like it's uh, so I didn't leave their names out, you know, for any bitter feeling or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just to kind of keep it similar. But um, he's still on the big island, this cousin, and he's fucking pissed. He hears that Kamehameha has gone. So he's going to try to take Hawaii back. Yeah. Okay. This is all a lot of people jumping on opportunities yep. of kings being gone. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's back on the big island. He's killing people. He's ruining their sacred places. He's cutting down coconut trees, which right there is an act of war. Oh. And Kamehameha hears this and he's like, oh, fuck, put the canoes back together. Like, here we go. Oh like, I've got to go. I've got to go what in this guy. shit show. Yeah. Like, Maui can wait. I'm the one. I'm, I'm going to get it eventually. Yeah. You're not going to be back there killing my people. Oh like, my I'm coming God. for you i should have ended you a long time ago so he also just built this new temple to the god of war and like what better way to break it in than with the sacrifice of your oldest enemy like come on how exciting so he goes back there and they start battling and the battles are brutal brutal Mm -hmm. To the point where both sides kind of end up retreating. No one wins. No one loses. They're just kind of like, fuck, we're kind of at a draw here. Mm -hmm. We've all got to take some time. So Kamehameha takes his people back to his half of the island, goes home, and the other Hawaiians go across the lava fields. The next thing I'm going to tell you 
you're you're not going to believe it. Like, you're, I'm literally going to tell you and you're going to say, no, Maddie, there's no way that that happened. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. And if you go and look, this did happen. This is the wildest shit I've ever heard. Okay. So the other Hawaiians are fleeing across the lava fields near Kilauea, a volcano. And the universe, gods, nature, whatever you want to call it, showed up that day and picked sides. And Kilauea blows. Like, right then and there. No, Maddie. There's no (laughs) way that that happened. No, I know. And I was like, there's no way. No, you go and look into it. And and it did. What? This happened. Okay. Isn't that fucking crazy? Listen, I don't believe in gods or anything. (laughs) But there's something out there, I guess. That was like, no, bitch. (laughs) No, that's insane. This should be a movie. What? How is this? No. Someone. Someone. Yeah. Any filmmakers out there? It's, what are you doing? It's one of those we things. We have so where, many suggestions, but this is this is top oh, tier. Oh come on! Like it's like I yeah, we're not religious people, and Emily and I, but uh-huh. like maybe like Hawaii's got it right. Like it oh, seems like maybe these gods are real. I don't Wild. know. Wild. What um, are the fucking chances? No, I, know. I mean coincidences happen all the time, but that's that's quite the coincidence, yeah, right? Um, I mean, Kilauea is very active today. It's okay. one of the most active volcanoes. Oh, okay, sure. It's actually... Still wild, though. It's actually erupting right now. Oh! It has been since September 29th, 2021. Um, it's wow. still going. There, okay. The lava is contained right now all in a crater. But, like, the gas emissions and stuff are really elevated. We don't hear about this. Like, no one is talking nope. about this. I had no idea. So, just a little side note. Keep Hawaii in your thoughts. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And we we literally hear nothing about that. Yeah, yikes. Um, anyways, back to Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. The fucking volcano blows. Like, it, it crazy. Yeah. So, the Hawaiians are trying to evacuate. But Pele, the goddess of volcanoes and fire, mm-hmm. takes two-thirds of the army out. <gasps> and... Today, you can still see footprints <gasps> in the lava of them trying to get away. Oh, yes. Freaky. I will post pictures. Spooky shit. Yeah. Oh, there's pictures. Isn't okay. that crazy? Oh my gosh, how spooky. No, I know. Um, so Kamehameha controls Hawaii now. Once and for all, it's over. He got that sacrifice, and he's got he's <laughs> no got able advisors, the gods on his side, and now he has all this modern war tech. He got a fucking volcano on his it's side. A fucking <laughs> volcano on his head. Pele was like, "Hey, Cam, I pick I got you. you, boo." Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Oh, how horrifying! How scary! Yeah, oh. but that would be a terrible way to die. The what fact that nightmare. there was footprints in the lava. That is so you're running sad. On hot lava. Like I know oh. it's sad. It's no, scary. Oh. it's awful. Yeah, that is horrible. Again, that's not like a way that when you're thinking of what would be the worst way to die, you're thinking like strangle or drowning or something. You're not thinking like a volcanic eruption, but that should probably be up there. Oh, yeah. That's awful. Yeah, I, I did not consider that, but it's on the list now oh, and God, it's up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, Kamehameha sends messengers to Oahu, right? Okay. Because the king of Maui has now taken over Oahu. Yeah. And he's like, hey, well, what are we going to do about this? Like, let, let's talk. And he says, the king of Oahu says, listen, man, like, I'm old. I'm going to die soon. I'm going to die any day now. 
Like, yeah. Oahu, I'm going to leave it to my son, but fuck, you know, like, it's pretty much going to be open. Like, you already defeated him in battle. So if you could just, like, let me die, it'll be open after and then have at it. I don't care. Vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. such a oh, vibe. God. I, I'm not even close to dying and not being me. I'd be like, oh, God, I just fucking quit. This sounds so yeah. exhausting. It, like, a volcano just blew and, yeah. and it, like, can I just die here? Yeah. So he does. He dies. And now Oahu's... Okay open kind of i mean it's controlled by kalani kapule but he already rocked him once you know so let's go um the other islands however are kind of allying with each other against kamehameha Uh oh oddly enough yeah again the volcano i would that would be it for me i'd be like um if you guys are uniting against him give me a canoe i'm going over there right now i'm on his Mm -hmm. side i don't know what you guys are thinking um, but he is like, let's fucking go. Let's go take yeah. Maui. Let's go take Oahu. Now's the time. So on his way, he makes a little pit stop on the island of Molokai to make sure everyone's on the same page. He's going to have a war council, all of that. Here's another. You're not going to find it in history books story. You're, this is, this is a lot. Um, okay. He's conducting a war council. He doesn't invite Kayana, though. Remember Kayana, his general, his best general, who brought John Young and Isaac Davis yeah. back to him? Yeah. Doesn't invite him. Why? Why wouldn't you? Because of drama. Kayana is very well-liked, very well-traveled. Uh-huh. There is records of him walking through streets of China, and the women are just dropping at his knees, gawking over him, what? saying he looks like a Greek statue. This man is six foot five, around like 275. He's ripped. He's bronzed. He's hot. Even the sketches of him <laughs> are nice. Like, Kayana's okay. got it going on. So okay. it doesn't help that he was rumored to be having an affair with oh. Kamehameha's favorite wife, oh. Ka'umanu. Oh, um, oh, some Lancelot shit. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not good. And he has, I, oh, I should have looked at it, I think like six wives. Oh, sorry if that's incorrect. Six wives. Um, but she's the favorite. So mm-hmm. mm, not great. Uh, he's not down with that. No. So he didn't invite him. And Kayana's like, he didn't invite me. <laughs> Fuck. Like, he didn't invite you to his party. He didn't invite Sorry. you. You can't come. You, you can't, can't sit with us. Sit with us. <laughs> and he's, Kayana's like, he's going to have me killed in battle. Like, this is it. I know him probably by friendly fire. We're going to start. He's going to have someone come up right up behind me and club me in the head. Fuck. So he knows he's going to die. Mm-hmm. So he's going to say goodbye to his wife, who is also on Molokai right now, because this woman is a bad bitch. Kayana trained her how to shoot a musket and she's good. Like she is sharpshooter good and she trained other women to be just as good. So Kamehameha has this special squad in his army of just these women just plucking people off with these muskets and she's one of them. And he comes and he says, look, like I fucked up. He's going to have me killed. I'm going to join the Maui guys. It's oh. it's all that I have. It's oh. my only shot. And she's like, I hear you, husband. I'm staying with Kamehameha. Like, I, oh. I don't know what to tell you. I guess I'll see you on the field. And so they do this <gasps> very sad goodbye. And they all start sailing over to Maui. And all of a sudden, Kayana and about a thousand warriors, his guys bank off. 
And they're going to go, like, meet up with the Maui guys. Kamehameha sees it happen. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Let him go. Kayana's gone. We all knew. Let him go. Doesn't try to stop him. Let's him go join Maui. Okay. So, Kayana ends up falling on the battlefield. How is so disputed. There's so many different versions that we just don't have time to get into. But he he dies on the battlefield. Okay. They As expected. stop the battle for her. And let her go over to him. And she, like, kneels and wails and cries over him. Like, I can't imagine, like, what (laughs) this scene would have been. You know? Like, that's insane. Like, my, my... pathetic ass would be back there like see guys doesn't this like put it into perspective like can't we just all stop you know yeah, like that's some true pisces shit yeah, right there I mean, yeah i can't imagine can that. we all get along another mean girl's this? reference yeah. like <laughs> can hold my cupcakes my, my white ass over there they're like she doesn't even go here <laughs> like, literally yeah. But, um, but what's what's cool about this story, though, from Uncle Brooke, mm-hmm. uh, because I know this guy, I don't. But um, <laughs> he followed this up in his YouTube video because, again, he has a lot of these side stories. I wish I could tell all of them. But he follows it up by saying that he's had three people on three separate occasions tell him that they are descendants of Kayana. And that he didn't die that day. That was a body double because he knew that it was coming. (laughs) And he escaped up to the Pacific Northwest, built a life there with the Native Americans, like, and just was living up there. I like that story. I do, too. I do. Uh Who knows? We're never Mm going to know. I love a happy ending for everyone. I I love that. Mm -hmm. A body double. I'll take that. Yep. Love it. I mean, sorry about the body double, but his yeah. battle people are gonna i mean yeah it was, yeah you, if you were you warriors, gonna make it anyway yeah, warriors gonna die. Such a, uh-huh. i mean these people weren't afraid of death i can't imagine that they were you mm-hmm. know like if it was your it's kind of i would imagine it'd be kind of like viking mentality of like the gods decided it was my time or something like i feel like you're at peace with it yeah so i don't know it's a cool story it's likely yeah Three people on three separate occasions? I don't know. Yep, I like it. Um, I'm going with it. Kamehameha's in Maui, owning some face. Um, The other side's forces are getting a little depleted at this time, and Kalani Kapule is terrified of Kamehameha's navy. Like, he's got canoes with warships on it. He has the fair American. Like, it's not... It's scary. Yeah. Um... He does try, uh, Kalani Kapule tries to impress other Western ships to try to, like, join their side, but it doesn't work. Oh, um, you got to admire the effort, you know? Like, sure. if yeah. you can't beat him, join him. Like, try. Okay. Sure, yeah. But you're not going to beat him in his own game. No. They ultimately say no. Um, Kamehameha ends up securing Molokai and Maui. And he takes Maui with several bloody amphibious attacks, but it was it was rough, but he's got it. Okay. So now we're on to the enemy's base at Oahu. Like next one. Here we go. Yeah. So he brings all his war canoes. Number I saw was 600. Point is a ton. Um, they've got guns. They now have these Western style sails on them that allow them to travel upwind too. Oh, Just shit. another fun thing he's got. Uh-huh. He has two warships now and 16,000 warriors. And he's Holy going to Oahu crap. to rain hell down. So they just start sweeping through Oahu like it's nothing. And the people of Oahu 
are forced out of their fortified temples. They ultimately are forced to make this one last stand at Nu'uanu with a thousand foot cliff at their backs. And those that didn't jump were pushed and Kamehameha's got it. There it is. I will also post pictures of Nu'uanu so you can see this because mm-hmm. it's there where all these people and they said that they found like all the bones and everything down there like they're this is how it ended. Very yeah. 300-y kind of. Yeah. Um, so now he's only got Kauai left. Um, and Kauai is like satellite island, Ni'ihau. It's very small. They're kind of lumped together for, for okay. all intents and purposes. Sure. We're just going to say they're lumped together. Um that's all he's got left to conquer. So he is preparing his huge army and navy to roll out. Here we go. Once again, we've, we've got it now. His first attempt didn't work because of the weather. But something kind of cool about that, that some rumors say that the elite of Kauai performed this ritual where he got like the elements on his side because he was kind of prone to that kind of thing anyways. Ooh. And that's why the weather was bad and sent them away. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's pretty yeah, cool. I love that. Um, so now he's going to try again. Mm-hmm. Um, but here comes another Western ship. It brought something. I saw Black Plague. I saw measles. um, But it wipes out half of Oahu. Oh, my God. And Kamehameha gets sick, and he almost dies. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, everything's kind of put on hold for a while. (gasps) Eventually. shit. (laughs) No, I know. It's so much. Oh, my God. Eventually, the king of Kauai is invited to meet Kamehameha on neutral ground to discuss an arrangement. Like, let's just end it. So, they meet on a boat out in the middle of the water, a neutral ground. Good. Um, Isaac Davis is facilitating the whole thing. Great. And it was peacefully decided that Kamehameha would be the sovereign of the islands. He, he wasn't going to, like, uproot the elite of Kauai or anything. All right. As long as he is loyal to Kamehameha, he can still do his thing. It, cool. Everything's fine. And it, it was all, it was all okay. But, um, but... <laughs> Some of Kamehameha's chiefs weren't thrilled with that. So there was talk of poisoning the king of Kauai at a dinner that was going to be held later that evening. Um, no one, so no one knows, right? I mean, no one knows a lot of things, but no one knows if Kamehameha knew about it or not. Sure. I like to think no. Um, I like to think that he would have wanted it to be a peaceful thing. And if he needed to go over there and own their face, he would have. You yeah. know, I don't think that he would have, you know, been in mm-hmm. on it. Who knows, though? Um, Isaac Davis hears about it and he goes and warns the king of Kauai and says, they're going to poison you, dude. So the king of Kauai leaves. He doesn't stay for the dinner. He leaves. They're all pissed and they end up poisoning Isaac Davis that night instead and he dies. No! Yeah. Kamehameha was so upset that he moves the capital. It was on Oahu. He moves it all the way back to Hilo on the big island because he's like, I can't even trust. Like, I I can't. Like, oh you my just God. killed my guy. Yeah. Um, that was his brother. Yeah. So, just kind of a sad little... Oh my God. So... Now it's Hawaii, Kingdom of Hawaii. 
that's why it's called that because the Hawaiians won, right? So gotcha. they're going to call the whole thing Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got some cleaning up to do. This agriculture was rocked by all the wars. Kamehameha's out there working in the fields himself to like set an example for people. Good. He kind of starts drafting uh, members of the populace to like make repairs on public works that were affected by all the war, like broken ponds and like dams, things like that. Um, he reworked all of the land distributions to make sure that he wasn't going to be challenged by anyone. Yeah. Uh, not making that mistake again. <laughs> um, he started granting use of the land and not ownership of the land. Okay. And he could strip rights away from any elite if they pissed him off. So he's kind of doing the king thing where a lot of his reforms are kind of just giving him power. He's given himself some insurance here. He it sounds is, like. yeah. He's also handpicked men from his inner circle to be governors of each island. Okay. Um, and in all of this, he has formed this beautiful, stunning court, like a legit court. Ooh. Yeah, like in the Western style. <laughs> he didn't want any more fighting. He rewarded his loyal chiefs and all of that. Like he's really bringing everyone together. But his big thing, his big thing is trade. He was always into it yeah. from that first meeting. Mm-hmm. He was trading with people. So trade is like his thing. And Hawaii has got a bunch of sandalwood. And sandalwood is huge in China. They oh. use it for furniture, incense, all kinds of stuff. So the sandalwood trade started booming. So on the Chinese trade route, Hawaii becomes a stop. Okay. Um, so he puts a kapu on all of the sandalwood trees. So what the kapu system is, it's a code of conduct um, of like laws and regulations of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, you know, your lifestyle, your gender roles, politics, religion, all of that. Um, like I remember in like sixth grade or something, we were doing like a school play on like ancient Hawaii. And I only, I only remember mine because each of us had to like stand up and like say what was kapu. Mm-hmm. And mine was like, it was kapu for men and women to eat together. And that's the only <laughs> thing I remember, but just for like an example, yeah. you know, like you couldn't do it and it's punishable by death, like oh, everything else. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the kapu system is no, no joke. So, um, it also, like, if you commit a kapu offense, it also reduces your mana. You don't, you don't, don't do want it. That. Yep. Um, so his trade is booming. Honolulu was a very moderate sized town. Now it has 200 houses. He built this baller dockyard and he learned from all of the Western place he's traveled and everything and he's learned he established dock fees and all of this stuff he encouraged locals to start repair houses for the ships coming in he's doing it yeah he's he's definitely doing the damn thing and like and he's meant to be king oh yeah um there's there's this one story where because again trade's booming and he pours himself a glass of wine and notices that the wine's pale like they watered it down cheated him and so he remembers that so the next time the ship comes through he doesn't kill him or anything he just charges him three times all the fees for everything and they're like hi what the fuck is this we were here Mm -hmm. however long ago and he's like oh really and he didn't say anything he just poured them some wine 
some of their depleted wine and they probably shut the fuck up and were happy to be alive at that point that's a move yeah and i love it (laughs) right um he began meeting with western ship captains dressed in western clothes he would become the first hawaiian to ride a horse uh, a huge horse i'm assuming oh my gosh yeah this guy's ginormous yeah um and he really admired king george the third and him okay. and King George III, like, exchanged letters and gifts with oh, each other. Pounds. And this would start paving the way for Hawaiian royalty down the road to attend parties with, like, Queen Victoria and stuff. Oh, shit. Like, the Hawaiian monarchy was, like, yeah. a thing. Uh-huh. However, we, we've got to talk about the downsides because westernization isn't always great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seldom great. Yeah, you could say that. So... This obviously brought huge separation from the old traditions, you know, mm-hmm. as well from like the, the general Hawaiian people. Not they're not wearing Western clothes and stuff, you know. Um, Kamehameha is kind of over in his court doing that, and the rest of them are, you know, living as usual. Yeah. Um, he did. He never touched the Hawaiian religion, though. Like I will say that okay. he never touched that. He thought that that was what like held everything together and he wasn't going to get rid of the kapu system because yeah you know it it was a little repressive but it kept the balance for now you know like this was a ton of change this is working if it's not broke don't fix it he's he's got a lot going on but farmers were leaving their taro crops for sandalwood you know because that's the big thing some elite were exploiting the people for their own good there was disease um he had his first major diplomatic crisis because two of his biggest trade partners britain and america went to war in 1812 Uh, and so he's he's worried a that like his um ports are gonna be this war zone he also made a boss move and decided hi why am i fucking with middlemen in the chinese trade i'm going straight to china so okay. he didn't want to be sailing to china and have his ship mistaken you know like he's worried about this <laughs> so one good thing that came out of it was he needed to form a flag so that is the birth of the Hawaiian flag. In the upper corner, he put the British Union Jack, and then he put eight red, white, and blue stripes, one for each island, Mm -hmm. and he picked the whole thing to be red, white, and blue because the ships in his ports at that time that he was trading with were the U.S., Britain, France, Russia. He wanted... Those colors. Yeah, he wanted to match them, like be taken seriously. And so that's, that's still... The flag that flies over Hawaii today. That's wow. why it was made. Um, anyways, back to some of the bad things. That was just... No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a weird... This is weird. Um, so, <laughs> the Russian governor in Alaska... Yeah. Okay. No, I know. <laughs> Emily just gave me this look like, wait, what the huh? fuck? Yeah, no, you <laughs> this are... took a turn. Yeah, you are right to think that. Um, he sent people over there to just build this base on Oahu to oh. have Kamehameha overthrown in this coup. I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's random. Yeah. So, 
Kamehameha hears about that. There's literally, I don't know if they're Russian, Alaskans, Alaskan, Russians, I don't know, but they're on Oahu right now building this military <laughs> what base. The fuck? Kamehameha hears about it. He's like, hey, God, like, like, nose bridge pinch, you know? Yeah. Like, fucking don't kill him. Just go make him leave. Like, what the hell, you know? So he dispatches his children. His, yeah, he dispatches these people to go over there and, you know, sternly, you know, peacefully, but sternly kick them out. And they're like, okay, and left. And he just like took over that fort to use for himself because he has a boss and what else are you going to do with it? You know, oh. um, Russia, cause Russia is a trade partner. Russia had no fucking clue that this was like Alaska just went rogue. Like the no. Russian governor in Alaska was like, fuck it. We're taking Hawaii. And like Russia's like, please, 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 please don't like, we will handle it. Please don't cut trade with us. Like, what a weird side story. But um, yeah. the major thing it did was it made... It, Kamehameha is getting old now. And it really yeah, opened... Yeah, there's a lot that's happened oh, in this man's life. This is a one life. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, I would think this would be at least like five generations. Oh, yeah. This is so no, much for one person literally to accomplish. Literally, in one lifetime, he's going to unite the islands that were previously cut off from the whole world. He's bringing trade, diplomatic contacts from China to St. Petersburg. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But... The whole Russia debacle made him kind of weary of outsiders, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, man, like, outsiders come to use my land, you know? So he kind of starts locking down on, like, giving foreigners too much power and stuff, which was probably what he needed to do right then anyway, since the Hawaiians weren't loving all the westernization and all of that anyways. Right. Um but I, the last years of his life, he was at the height of his political reign. Like, it was going so well. The oh. islands all had peace. He had a strong army, a kick-ass navy. His ports were thriving, and he had no challengers. Like, everyone was fine with yeah. it. It's just going well. Um, and everyone said that he really softened with age, too. Oh, like, so okay. he's... I know. No, I I really love Kamehameha so much. Um, it's 1819, and he's dying now. So he's going to leave all of his land and all of his power to his son, Liho Liho, mm -hmm. who's going to become Kamehameha II. Um, he makes his favorite wife, Ka'aumanu, uh, the chief advisor. So, yeah, yes. Yeah, um, Ka'aumanu was also the name of the mall on Maui. Huh. <laughs> I love, yeah, Queen Ka'aumanu, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Queen Kahahumanu Center had a royal good time. <laughs> no way that's still the jingle, but there's, you know. But it from, was. From the Stone was Age. excellent, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, his last words, oh man, his last words were, endless is the good I've given you to enjoy. And then wow. he dies. And wow. he got to die knowing that now everyone from these islands would now say that I am Hawaiian. And, like, oh. that's it. I'm, like, getting ready to cry. Wow. Yes. That is the story of Kamehameha. But before you weigh in, remember when I told you to put a pin 
in the Captain Cook meeting. (laughs) Let's go back a little bit because this is the most beautiful thing and it's the perfect note to end this on. Okay. Um, So we're going to go back to that first meeting, first contact with Captain Cook, Mm -hmm. Kalani, um, not Kalani Kapule, Kalani Opu'u, see why I cut names out now? Yeah. (laughs) Um, When him and Kamehameha boarded Cook's ship and all of that. So it was custom back then for the kings and chiefs of Hawaii to give their cloaks and helmets as gifts to to people visiting. And these cloaks are insane. Again, I'm going to include um, so many of um, Brooke Kapukuniani Parker's paintings. You can see these cloaks. They're bright red and yellow, and they're made of feathers. Like, it would take, like, millions and millions of these feathers. And the way they would collect them, they would, like pluck the birds and then just let them go and so like to grow more feathers yeah and so there's just like these naked little birds everywhere and like it just took so long to make these things yeah no kidding and so that cloak given by Kalani Opu'u made it back to England and eventually it found its way to New Zealand oh so because it was so custom to give all of these cloaks and helmets away, there's so many relics outside of Hawaii right now. Like, way more outside than inside. That's kind of sad. So, on March 16th, 2016, (laughs) 237 years after it was given to Captain Cook, the Maori people of New Zealand decided that it needed to go back to Hawaii (gasps) and they were going to bring it home. Yeah, no. The way that Uncle Brooke puts this, he says, like, our Maori brothers and sisters, you know, like, it's it's beautiful. (laughs) That's going to make me cry. No, I know. That is wonderful. The way that they went about this, they had this ceremony, this (laughs) sacred protocol, like, only certain people were allowed to go. Brooke was there because he's related to these people you know like you had to be of that status to get in there and um again i've mentioned that uncle brooke is an artist and he had a portrait of kalani opu'u with him and he put it in a chair in the front row so he got to like see his cloak come home after 237 years oh like my god wreck me that is beautiful that's beautiful that is is the perfect way oh yeah like that was so cool of them to do oh my god yeah and there's that that was a lot i know um again i'm going to include so many photos uh iao valley the naha stone i'm going to include some kamehameha portraits um statues there's four kamehameha statues pictures yeah there's four today um, yeah three of them in the islands and one of them is in washington dc oh yeah good um and yeah and again i I am not Hawaiian, <laughs> but I did grow up there. This means a lot to me, and I, I wanted to do everyone proud. If you are related to any of these people, if you have any information, any disputes, anything... We always love to hear please more. Please feel free oh to let us God. know. Absolutely. We will... Email us. If there's enough, we'll make a mini episode. If not, like we'll throw it in the beginning of another one. Like yeah. If you have anything to add or weigh in, please mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Spilledmead at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Spilledmead at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. All social media. Be sure to especially check out Instagram, though, because I am going to tag um, Brooke in, in all okay. of this. Yeah, because Ooh, you need to see his artwork. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm so excited. And yeah, mahalo nui loa. Listeners, that's it. what I've got for you today. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for Fresh Cup. Bye. And now it is time for a fresh cup. Sit down, friends. Have a cup. Have a cup with us. 
So this is a deleted one, which I love. I always love a deleted one. Um, by the way, if you post on Reddit and you delete it, it's so easy oh, to bring back up. If someone guys, has the URL, it's yeah. everything on the internet's forever. We hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. It's out there. If it's you in haven't learned that by now, yeah. that was something that our generation had to learn the hard way for the most part. But yeah. Gen Zers know. How happy are you that we did not have TikTok in middle school <gasps> oh or high God. school? Like, thank God none of that I exists. YouTube like, in late middle school. Uh-huh. And it's still up there. Ew. It's still out there, Ew. and it is hilarious, cringy as hell, though. But yeah, every time I come across like my memories on Facebook of me posting when I was even fourteen, <laughs> I immediately am like, delete. Yeah, I don't want to see that shit. Oh yeah, I think I've gotten through most of it, but and that was me when I was fourteen. I was far less cringy at fourteen than I was at twelve. Yeah. So yeah, yikes! And I did not. I didn't have Facebook at twelve. Yeah, I, right. It didn't exist. I don't think when I was twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't no, think it when did. it did. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I had like MySpace and stuff, but it wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace. to the degree that things are now. Oh, yeah. You know? I was pissed at my parents for not letting me have a MySpace at like 12 years old. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, good call. Oh, yeah. Good call, guys. Yep. Will not let my daughter have anything. No, that's the not only true, reason but, I oh, got. Not Snapchat, um, not TikTok. Yeah, the only reason I was allowed to have a MySpace at, when, at the end of eighth grade was because they made me move away from Hawaii and all my friends. And so they were like, okay, you can have a MySpace to like talk to people. <laughs> this consolation yeah, for like, us you away from yeah, your life. Hi, here. you loser. Go ahead and sit in front of the computer. Yeah, so. Yeah, and communicate through there. Forever thankful. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that nothing really exists before yeah. that though, because uh, yikes. Okay, but anyways, anyways it's, it's a, kind of a short one. Um, it's from Am I the Asshole? Not going to read the title to this one. Love so, it. when I married my husband, the only request we had was for the guest not to wear white. I felt like if anyone else wore white during the wedding photos, they would stand out more than me, the bride. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a very I, common request. Yeah, I don't... Do, you don't even do need to explain yourself. Do people exist that wear white to weddings when you're not the bride? That's Shitty terrible. People. Yeah. yeah. How, are mm. you, how do you not show up being embarrassed? Yeah. Um, oh, but every other guest should shame them relentlessly yeah, until they give leave. Give them the stink eye and be like, what yeah, the fuck are you doing? 100%. That's when you have <laughs> a bridesmaid accidentally yeah. spill red wine on them. I want to just take a second and point out that pretty much every single fresh cup we have done since the beginning, like one, maybe two sentences in, we like have an opinion. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, oh, fuck the person that wore that white to this wedding. I don't even the have to hear it. of us is we form our opinions immediately yeah. on everything. And they can change, though. That's the important it part. Can. Our I'm, opinions can change. I'm trying to there think of times. a scenario where it would be okay to wear white to someone else's wedding. And I can't think of one. But, hey, maybe this is it. Maybe today's the day. Uh, my sister-in-law completely disregarded disregarded the request and wore a full white dress to my wedding. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to start stuff at my wedding, but I was hurt. We took lots of wedding photos and I requested the editor to edit out the dress color or yeah, edit out the dress color of her dress or edit her out. The editor ended up editing out her dress color in every photo, and I sent it to my family, and my sister-in-law made a big deal out of it and said, stop being insecure. Stop being insecure? What? 
Oh, what does this have to do with insecurity? Extra, like, top rule of weddings, man. Like, don't propose and don't wear white. Yeah. Don't like, try to upstage the couple. Also, like, why are you... Common sense. Like, uh, you want to, like, marry your brother, weirdo? Like, yeah, what are you, you doing? What's wrong with you? Yeah, what are you trying to say weird. here? Uh-huh. Stop being insecure. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> A year later, my sister-in-law invited my husband and me to her wedding. We accepted the invite and looked at the dress code. Basically, it said the guests could wear any color but light colors. My, quote, insecure self thought, I should wear white to her wedding. Okay. I love a petty queen. And she Is it the right thing to do? No, but let's do it. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Her and her family ended up yelling at me for ruining her night in her pictures and called me an asshole. They said I should have to pay for the pictures to be fixed and apologize to the bride. I haven't talked to them after that but they still shade me on social media to this day no am i the asshole this is yes you are yes but i'm justified asshole this is one of those times where yeah are you the an asshole yeah yeah Yeah, that's an asshole move obviously 100 yeah was it justified sure oh yeah yeah i'm one here for the assholery Uh you had to edit all of your pictures you ruined her picture like go fuck yourself let's call it evensies now bitch the fact (laughs) that she even had the audacity to put don't wear light colors like are you joking me and, like, you're mad at her? What the? Stop being insecure. And I just look her dead in her eye and be like, technically, white is all the colors. So, um, <laughs> I'm not wearing the light colors. I'm wearing a fucking rainbow. So, yep. middle finger to you. Happy Pride I thought Month. This, it would be really easy to edit the color of the dress. It was for yours. <laughs> yeah, like, I, how do mm-hmm. you? God, I can't with hypocrisy, dude. Like, I cannot oh, yeah. handle hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. God. Um, yeah, so it's, that's, like, all there is to it. But, I mean, the the comments, we always got to go through them. Oh, yeah. I always got to hear other people's two cents, too. Yes. Uh, petty? Yes. Asshole? Maybe. Am I absolutely proud of you for getting even? <laughs> Hell yes. Yep. <laughs> this is probably an everyone sucks here scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, justified asshole. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I truthfully don't think that. Well, no, she does suck a little bit, but I, I'm here. I'm justified. here for that. She would have mm-hmm. never done that if she wouldn't have done it first. Yeah, maybe I'm nothing if not petty. So I, yeah, I love it. Like, yeah, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Did, did no one teach you that? Like, yeah. whoops. Fuck Her- around and find out. <laughs> Fuck around, find out. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next comment, justified you're the asshole. Where were all these angry family members when she wore white to your wedding? Oh, yeah, no, it's such the yeah. double standard, you know, uh-huh. like, whatever. Oh, yeah. man, I feel bad for this girl for, like, being in this family. Oh, yeah, never talk to them again. Go full no contact, because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh, next one is, everyone sucks here petty. But I like it. All you had to do was look at them with an innocent expression and say, since she wore white to my wedding, I assumed it was a family tradition. No? Yeah. (laughs) I guess I'm confused. (laughs) I Uh, love that, like, we do draw the same conclusions as everyone else, though. We do. Like, Uh before seeing any comments, we always do. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really happy with how this ended because I thought that, like, someone was just going to wear white to her wedding and we were all going to debate that. I didn't think she was going to get a chance to get even. I love, I love it. I love getting even. Love oh, that. Love that for her. Don't wear white to people's weddings. Uh-huh. Come on. Oh my god. No fucking way. <laughs> Listen to this comment. Wow. Uh, not the asshole. You followed her directions and did not wear a light color. White is technically not a color. <laughs> okay, white is the absence of color. Okay, there we go. And in physics, a color is visible light with a specific wavelength. Black and white are not colors because they do not have specific wavelengths. 
So you can tell them all to fuck off. Scientifically. Yeah, okay, that got way more. I think I had it opposite, but you know what? Still, no, I, sounds I still right back to me. up. Yeah. Uh, you can tell them to fuck off, pat yourself on the back for well-played petty revenge. You wore no color at all and hence followed the bride's directions despite her not having the same respect for your dress code. Yeah. And at least, like, now it's cemented and you know where you stand with the family and, like, you know what? You mm-hmm. and your husband go to Hawaii for Christmas. Yeah. See all these beautiful places exactly. I just mentioned yep. and tell them all to fuck themselves. Uh-huh. Yep. Go pay your respects to our king. Yep. King I, I, the first. I don't know if I trust myself to, to pronounce his name. Say it. King Kamehameha the first. Kamehameha. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. No, you yeah, got it. Kamehameha. You got okay. it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Go pay your respects to K- King Kamehameha. Yeah. And don't wear white people's weddings. Yeah. God. Okay. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>